Shut up and sit down. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, it's another episode of Third Shift. It's episode 182. I am the light bearer, the light bringer, the man with a plan, Mr. Eric. And as always with me today is the inglorious bastard himself, Mr. Matt. We are here today with news upon news upon tidbits upon tadbits upon all the crazy little bits, and we can't wait to share them with you. But before we do, <laughs> you got to tune in, listen to our born lives, and see what we've been up to this last week because it's our show, and we're going to do it our way. So to start things off, of course, Mr. Matt, how was your week this week? Oh, I'm all out of breath from doing my Hulk Hogan flexing and posing. I'm all worn out. Uh, my week was great because I did a ton of things. So kick back, ladies and gentlemen, and enjoy 30 minutes of my week. Oh, uh, God. Here we go. One of the things I did over the past week went and saw Birds of Prey. I thought it was a pretty fun movie. If you saw me tweet it out on Twitter, I had a lot of fun with it. I don't think it deserves the extreme hate that some people are giving it or the, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen in my whole life. Wow! Kind of love that it's getting, but... It's a fun movie. It's a, it's better than I thought it would be. It dragged in certain spots, but I thought it was fun overall. Good show. Worth seeing. Especially for 50 cents like I see every movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh. Movie Jones. Another thing I did over the weekend was went to the uh, the Lansing Symphony Orchestra. They had a Night at the Movies concert, playing all kinds of movie themes, you know, live, all kinds of different instruments in, in and around the orchestra to make all the cool sounds. You know, the Superman theme, Rocky theme. They did some Harry Potter stuff. The, uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man's. So that was a good time. All kinds of good stuff there. I like the, I like the more casual, like symphony stuff. Obviously, symphonies and the, the super classical stuff is all good, but it's fun to get the contemporary things, the things that make you just kind of bop around in your seat and like, yeah, this is my jam versus, you know, the ooh, concerto number 47 in D minor. I was like, this is cool, but I have no idea what that is. Anyway, that was a great time. Another thing I did was went and saw an awesome two-man play, which was also a musical, and they had a like a piano man in the back setting the music for it. Two-man play called Thrill Me, the Leopold and Loeb story. If anybody doesn't know, it's about two guys in the 20s who were like famous killers. They killed a kid and tried to get away with it and didn't. But it was it was really weird watching. I didn't know anything about the story. I think the the write-up was like, hey, it's the famed criminals, and here's the thing. And I was like, okay, I'll go see some two-man play about famed criminals. So it was weird because it was just two horrible people doing horrible stuff the whole time. And I'm like, am I... I felt... It was it was well-acted, really well-acted. The guys were good. You know, the, the music was good. The guys were good singers, too. They performed it superlatively well. But I was like, man... I don't, I don't like either one of these guys. Am I supposed to root for one or over the other? Because they're both doing awful stuff. And it was just, it was kind of like, not tonally confusing because the tone was consistent, but like it was morally confusing. I was like, I don't, I like the play, but I hate everything that's going on in it. It's very strange, but it was definitely worth seeing. It was a really good show. I would recommend if it comes to your town, go check it out. Thrill me the Leopold and Loeb story. It's, it's weird, but it's good. It's really good. Then on the video game front, been playing Death Stranding. I've been playing that like a beast. I did some streaming of it. 
I had some fun on the stream. There was crazy stuff happening on that stream that I didn't even know could happen. I was freaking out. Go check out. Hey, I clipped part of it on the twitch.tv slash third shift me. Go check out me freaking out about stuff. But then the last two days, I've just been running through that world, building roads, collecting stuff, beating up mules, stealing all their stuff, donating it to people, building roads, making stuff easy for everybody. It feels so good. It just feels good to run around and do good stuff. I don't know why. It's just, I, I love it. When I get back in, I see I have like 40,000 likes from everybody using my roads all over the place. It just feels good. And I just, you get, I'm addicted to it. Now I'm a mule. Like I have to go and get resources so I can build roads. I got to do it. That's, that's, I got, I got home today. I was like, what should I do? I should build some roads and make myself feel good and help you've people become, out. You've become a slave. You're a slave for death stranding, man. They've got you in a chain and block and all that. Ching, ching, chong, ching, ching, chong. Building that road. Building that road. That's what you do now. Hey, I'm a slave someplace else, and this this Death Stranding makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. The right. other place doesn't. So so what we need is some BTs in real life coming to our work and, and sapping it up with all the tar and the whales, <laughs> <laughs> and that'll make you happy. <laughs> Big giant squid thing just comes out of the paper room. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, having a ton of fun with that. I had a lot of fun in Borderlands 3 over the weekend, playing with you, doing the Circles of Slaughter, doing the Broken Hearts event, which we'll mention later, that wrapped up. That was a ton of fun. I also beat and basically would have platinumed if this was a game that had trophies. Steins Gate, Linear Bounded Phenogram. I did everything in that game, but since it's a bonus game that came with Steins Gate Elite... For some reason, it doesn't have trophies, even though it's on PSN, and you play it, and it shows... It's it's all integrated, there's just no trophies. But I would have gotten them all. All the side stories are great in that game, but that last one, it's really got that emotional punch. Just just the, the relationship that it depicts, and the 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 loss, and the the kind of like reaching across time. Oh, it's, just, it's just amazing. It's great. Steinsgate does awesome about all the heavy emotional stuff. This was no different. Really good. Also got into playing Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition because I think it was like two bucks literally on PSN. And I was like, I've always heard that Guacamelee is a pretty good little fun Metroidvania. It is. Hey, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's not as zany as I thought it would be, but some of the characters are a lot of fun. And just every time I unlock a new move, it just feels so good. It feels meaty and like the combat is super... Not super intense, but it's quick and it's hard hitting and you feel impactful. You feel like a big, powerful luchador, which you are. It just feels really good. I like playing it. I wouldn't say it's like game of the year or anything, but it's if you're hurting for a Metroidvania, I haven't played one in forever. So it just feels good to get back into that. And then to have a, a goofy aesthetic and just a, a fun combo system, all these you know cool action skills. Guacamelee is great. I also got Guacamelee 2 for like three bucks because it was also on sale. So I can't wait to finish this one, dive into the next one, have a good old Metroidvania time. And then outside of the, it's sort of a game, but it's not really, oh man, I've been the crossword king this whole past week, getting back into the New York Times crosswords. I, I went into my locker at work and I was like, man, what's this pile of newspaper? And I went, oh, it's all the crosswords I brought in to kill time all over lunch hours if I didn't bring my book in. And I just went, doot, 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 doot. that's one. Okay, that's two. That's three. That's four. That's five. That's blah, blah, blah. And I just, I can't stop. I can't stop. I love crosswords. I'm doing them all over again. 
I renewed my New York Times crossword subscription. I'm like, people are like, hey, Matt, do you want to eat? Do you want to like leave the house ever? I'm just like, no, man, crossword. Crossword. I'm back to like 1959 crosswords. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Got to do them all. It's great. It makes me feel good. It makes me happy. It makes me smile. So there we go. That's pretty much been my life this week. It's been a good week. How about you, Eric? Well, by gosh, I had a good week too, Matt. All right. We'll start off by saying I actually went back to the movie theaters. I know. I haven't been there in forever. I was like, whoa, what is this? I sit down and buy, buy me a little slushy Scratching your head. You're yeah, like, what do, I, huh? where, where, do I buy tickets here? Is it like a handstand? Like, How what do you is do this? that? Oh, is this old school ways, you know? So I get in there and then I also find out that this particular theater now serves beer, all the good stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, look at that. Everybody's stepping up the game. Now everybody's got beer and spirits, etc. So I get in there, and guess what I watched? I watched Sonic the Hedgehog. Nice. Man, it was good. It was fun. All right, let me just tell you. Yes, it's geared towards a younger audience. No duh. It's Sonic the Hedgehog. But yeah. Jim Carrey in there, chef's kiss. Back to zany, old school Jim Carrey. Complete whack job. Mm-hmm. But he does it right. He makes it fun. It's super enjoyable. Him and Sonic going after one another. Great times. As I told you, man, I'll tell everybody listening, I was a little sad because everything with those two fighting against each other, going against each other, that was gold. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, they did the whole, hey, we got to set this up. So, oh, they did the whole alien meets human thing where, oh, you're an alien. Oh, it's so crazy. Oh, yeah, I'm a weird hedgehog. Beer, beer, beer. Mm-hmm. They did that for a good 30, 40 minutes. And I'm like, oh, come on. Let's roll. We get it. We get it. We don't have to do this whole shtick. Nobody needs the origin of Sonic the Hedgehog. If no. you're going there, you know the story. You know who Sonic is, exactly. Unless you're some doopy parent who's just an idiot and imbeciles out of loop of everything because you hate your life and you do nothing but watch football in the fall and kill yourself during the spring. I don't know. In which case, you wouldn't care anyway because you're just taking your kid there. Your kid likes it. You just go, okay, yeah. I hope Jimmy doesn't run through the aisles today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. It was a good time. Very enjoyable. They definitely set it up. So that there's a part two that's definitively going to be happening, especially mm-hmm. since it actually did very well. It made its money back, got a profit. It's doing well. It's tracking great. In fact, nice. it's the best video game movie opener of all time. So it even cool. beat uh, Detective Pikachu in mm-hmm. the box office there for the opening. So it's it's on track to do pretty well, and it deserves to. It was a fun movie. Had some you know pretty good acting. I think that the uh, the relationship between the uh, the gentleman who, of course, finds Sonic and then his wife, mm-hmm. they uh, as a, it was a little awkward, but everything else was pretty uh, sound, pretty track on, pretty good. I liked uh, the voice actor from, I don't know his name, but he's from Parks and Rec. He's the crazy dude with the curly hair. He's the voice of Sonic. He's the crazy one that has this crazy sister. Crazy sister? Yeah, he has the insane sister going nuts, and they're always screwing with everybody. The best friends of Tom Rascio or, uh, you know, I can't do names. It's impossible. Uh, so you it, know, the, it, the little black haired guy, little, you know, and then he, it's the best friend of him. I'm not, I can't Oh, ah, man. The only, only person I can think of on that show is Chris Pratt, but it wouldn't have been him. No, it's not, not Chris him. Pratt. I know Chris yeah. Pratt. Yeah. 
No, no, no. It's it's the goofy guy. You, you, I'll show, all fair. I'll tell you, I'll show you, so you know what I'm talking about. But anyways, I, I, I guarantee I will know him when I see him because I watched all the Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah. it was humorous. He was fun. He did a good job. Go see it if you haven't seen it. Especially if you played Sonic like Sega back when you were younger or a kid yeah. or whatever. It was a good time. I definitely suggest everyone check it out. And if you don't at least see it in theaters, go rent it from the Red Boxes. Well, Red Box is gone. Sorry. <laughs> whatever oh, is, is exists it fully anymore. Gone now? No, I think they just got rid of games and now they're struggling to survive even with just oh. movies. So yeah, okay. they'll probably be, by the time you listen to this tomorrow or the next day, Red Box will probably be gone. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It'll get bought out by one of the only other four movie providers in existence. Exactly. Goodness. So beyond that, beyond the movies, been playing Division 2 again. They've opened up Coney Island just recently, which the other day or whatever it was. Played that. I finally got back into the zoo thing uh, and whatnot. Trying to catch up. I I'd never actually completed finishing off the, uh, the Black Tusk events. So getting back in there, having some fun with that, matchmaking just to go, because I have no friends in real life. So I do it by myself, just having fun with randos. I don't know how long I'll stick with it, because I I love the heck out of it, and I want to keep doing it. But without friends, it's a completely different experience. So it's fun, but not as fun as I'd wish it'd be. But man, oh man, Division's just got a magic to it. I like how it feels. I like how it plays. You know, the guns you get are really good. I don't know. It's just a game. I, I, it's the game I wish it could be. I wish that we could all be playing that instead of all the other games we're playing. Okay, mm-hmm. there we go. And I did, I did get it because like the, the whole gold edition season pass was like twelve bucks, like you told me. I got it, and then I went, I ain't got room for this on any kind of hard drive anywhere. Because I you all the players are giant, enormous games. So you have an external hard drive, right? Because like every adult in the world has an external hard drive for their PlayStation at this point. I mean, I own one, but I mean, it's not for my yeah. PlayStation. You should just, you need to go to the store and buy one. And you just plug it in and it goes, hey, now you've got another terabyte and then you can actually have games on your system. It's a good, I know, I know. I it's keep a good investment. It, just do I, it. I, I spent a lot of money this past month anyway. I gotta, I gotta save up for a few weeks. I'll bet at this point, Matt, you could honestly find one that's gonna be compatible with the PS5 when it hits anyway. So therefore, it wouldn't be like a waste of money because uh, nine months down the road, you just plug it in the PS5 and boom, now you have an extra two terabytes for that as well. You mean like 29 months down the road? No. Yeah. PS, PS5? Yeah. It comes out I'll this get, fall. I'll get it like two years after that, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that tonight. Division 2, been playing that, having a good time. Monster Hunter Iceborne, I've been in there having a good time. And then lastly, boys and girls, of course I've been playing Borderlands 3. We've been playing the new event, which is over now, which we're going to discuss in a little bit. But congratulations to me. hey oh, I've got the Platinum. Hey, no, you did. No, I don't. No, I oh, don't. Ah, ah, the game is glitched. Gearbox, if any of you guys or gals are out there listening right now, I've searched on the internet all over the place. People's solutions for this are ridiculous. They, I think what it is is they don't actually understand what's going on. So there's like little locations that they didn't find and then they find. But I have all the locations. All of them are listed. And I have, just in case I was an idiot or just in case there's some sort of glitch, on true Vol Hunter mode, I went through every location on Pandora again. Mm-hmm. Top to bottom, used the guide, did the entire nine, waited till each one popped, and it still didn't pop. So it's a hundred percent 
there's a glitch, there's a something's going wrong, it shows I have them all, I can tell you definitively I've gone to every single location and unlocked it, there's no question in my mind. So the Burning Sands trophy, whatever it is, unlock all locations on Pandora, will not pop for me. It will not. I've done everything under the sun. I've tried all the glitches and twitches that people recommend. I've gone through every location again, which took a decent chunk of my life away mm-hmm. to go through and do it, but I did it. It still didn't pop. If it wasn't for that one thing, because me and you did the Circles of Slaughter together, those were the last actual trophies I needed to complete mm-hmm. this trophy to get all of them for the Platinum. And it was going to be a big old thing, and I couldn't wait. I was going to post it up better late than never. Blah, 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 and then a little, mm-hmm. it was going to be so amazing, and it didn't happen. So I'm very sad. Very sad. Now, now I'm terrified. Because that's one of the last four trophies that I need. Like, I need the side quest one, and in that is the, the hammerlock and the, uh, the zero missions. But then the Pandora one is the only one other than that. And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't make myself do it. I can't make myself even try, because if it glitches, I'll be so sad. It's not even just being sad. It's, but it's bothering me. Yeah. Like, I can't focus on another game right now. Mm-hmm. My mind keeps telling me to go back into Borlands, go back to Pandora, and mm-hmm. keep trying whatever. Try something. Do something. Yeah. Because it's there. It's done. I did it. And I just keep thinking, maybe if I just maybe if I just run over one random something, it's going to pop. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get it, and it's going to be so glorious, and it's going to be great. It's going to be another platinum under the belt. I'm going to feel so happy. And I'm like, stop, Eric. It's glitched. It's over. You're not getting it until Gearbox puts through some kind of patch and makes it but, work. But maybe it put the it put the name up at the top, but if I I didn't go over that one pixel, I just got to get the got to get the one little pixel line. I know I know the feeling cuz yeah. I've been that close to platinums before. And it's just it, it makes you do exactly what you're doing. You yeah. got the like the crackhead scratch. The little crackhead scratch. Like, hey, like, y'all got any more of them platinum hey, come trophies? On, man, you got something for me? Something something <laughs> something's going to happen. So it is Honest to goodness, troubling and bothersome because mm-hmm. I've got so many other games I want to get through and mess with right now before, you know, the excitement gets going with, uh, you know, PAX East and what's to come and all sorts of mm-hmm. other things. It's, it's bananas. I just want to put that one to rest and move forward. So please, if anybody from Gearbox is currently watching the show, listening to the show, I didn't put it in a proper ticket because honestly, I've never put in a ticket for anything in my life. I have no idea how I'd even go about it. I don't even know if there's an official spot for it. So, in fact, somebody just mentioned there was because they were like, hey, make sure you please do this and this and this if you're submitting a ticket in the patch notes this week. But Yes, exactly. Make sure you check that uh, in the general topic on our Discord. It's got like, hey, here's how you do it. Include your this, 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 and that. And I think it has even got the link to it. Mm-hmm. I think I had to put in one for Battleborn for a trophy that didn't pop or Borderlands 2, and they actually got right on it within like three days and – Whatever it was that I needed, I got it. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll just have to put it in that way. <sighs> but I've never done it. I don't know how to work computers. It's too hard. So so many buttons and clicks. I don't understand. Just do just do what we always do. Like take a picture with your phone of your screenshots. Of the screen you know, of like the phone. A, with like a thumbs up of your thumb <laughs> and write Mahaga on your thumb and just be like, yeah, see, it's me. These are my screenshots. Look. 
Help me. Help me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. So, yes, that was going to be the big exciting news. I've done the work, everybody. Trust me, I'm not lying to you. Mm -hmm. I have the platinum. I feel good about it. I've done everything I can do. It's been a blast. It's been a pleasure. (sighs) And besides that, that's about it. I think that's all I did this week. So, you know what? It's time to move on, man. That's right. We're moving on to what we did as a team this week, which was IG2G episode 72, which was a great episode. I was wildly unprepared for the day, but it turned out to be one of the most fun IG2G episodes we've done. Like, well, at least within recent memory. Smiling and being excited the whole way through, especially through the topic. Just a great episode. I had a, I had a blast. What can I say? Oh, I enjoyed the topic and I enjoyed the releases. Because once mm-hmm. again, I was super surprised by a, a release I had no clue about. I had no idea this title existed. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, what the hell is this? And so I did some research on it, watched some Let's Plays, did the whole rigmarole I always do before I do it. Mm-hmm. And went, oh, I really want this game now. Holy crap. Dang, oh dang. If I wasn't broke and poor, maybe I'd have it. I did the exact same thing. Because it's a game I've known about for a long time. And I've talked about it on other IG2Gs. But I didn't realize it was releasing in the IG2G window. And I went, oh, it's out? Oh, look at all this stuff that people can make in it. Spoiler alert. I was like, oh, my God, I need to have this. And then I started researching all the features and all the all the different stuff you can do in it. And I went, this this needs to be the one game I play forever. But like you said, well, like I said earlier in the episode, I'm a poor man too. I can't justify just going out and getting games willy-nilly. I just mm-hmm. got a bunch of mm-hmm. new stuff. Tons of new stuff everywhere. Can't be doing it. But it was a good episode. We both had some fun releases. We had a great time with our topic. So please, if you haven't checked out IG2G, go do so. And for all those who listen to this and listen to that one, thank you so much. And thank you so much to our buddies at Gearbox, who gave us shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands 2. Hit up the Twitter, the the forums, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider and get yourselves a free loot. I had to say this part all in here with a happy voice, because the shift codes that we got for Golden Keys in Borderlands 3 are for a sad reason. Oh, they are indeed, Matt. I was wondering if you're going to jump that way, because the sad reason is, everybody, (laughs) VIP is going away. Yes, the Volt Insider program is ending. I can't believe it. I don't agree with this, but as of May 18th, 2020, they're shutting it down. So, of course, if you got some points, you need to spend them. Matt's over here just doing that nasty cry. Sean's out of a job. He's gonna be homeless soon. I don't. You know, this is where you put on that sad music. If you got a chance, you need to donate to poor Sean and help him out because he was our VIP reporter, and his job is over. He's getting fired. He's laid off. Sorry, Sean. It's not our fault. Now this is kind of funny because after the show last week, I was like, man, like immediately after, as I was getting ready for bed, I was like, man. They haven't done any VIP stuff in a while. Next week, I'm going to bring that up and say they should do, they should do more VIP stuff. And they they dug their little mites into my brain and went, "Nope, no more VIP stuff for you ever." And I went, "Oh, closing it Ouch! How could you do this to me, Gearbox? I feel I feel like it's not a great thing to do unless they were going to replace it with like actual in-game Borderlands like content and fun things mm-hmm. to interact with. Because it had potential, you know, it was a way for you to get on the internet, see what was going on, partake in like silly little surveys or whatever and gain points Mm -hmm. to get cool guns and, you know, trinkets and skins. 
why not just continue that? Why not just have more? Sur- hey, hey, participate in this survey about how we're doing with our current DLC, and we're going to give you seventy five hundred points towards whatever. That kind of stuff. It's an easy way to get people to come in, give you feedback, things like that for a reward. And then, of course, you could always make more skins, more echo, you know, echo themes, all that good stuff. I don't know. I thought it was going to go that route. That's what I thought they were going to do with it. It's mm-hmm. weird that they're closing it. So uh, I was like, well, okay, well, maybe, maybe in game they intend to do a lot more with it. But being pessimistic, I go, well, it is, you know, Gearbox doesn't tend to stick to, you know, Stuff for a long oh, here's, time. Here's old negative Eric again. Oh, oh no, my goodness! Say, it's the truth. I'm not being mean. It's just the truth. They, you know, they tend to do something for a little bit, and then they go. They, you know, they get worked up about another game or whatever the hell they're doing or DLC and this and that. Mm. Which, by the way, we know they're hiring big time. All this other stuff. Things are ramping up. Pax East is. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about all this. But I just Yo, feel like it's all. You, I'm not together. letting you get me away from the VIP oh, stuff. I will God, have no. my say. Gosh darn it! Oh no, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> now I will say I didn't use it a lot. I got it for like the initial unlocks for Flack, and I never really touched it after that. So, uh, in on like a on a like an actual like me touching it a lot level, it's not a big loss, but. Didn't they do like two different seasons of it? They were like, hey, the new season's coming in with new rewards, and that's when Uh the heads and skins and stuff came live. So I thought maybe, hey, we're going to have a season three for, you know, not not necessarily for the DLC, but like somewhere along the line to kind of buff stuff up. Now, I I could understand them saying, you know, if this is the reasoning behind it, yeah, it's a way to roll legendaries in every game. And just getting free legendaries is fun for us, but it's not the kind of thing they like to do. But I'm hoping they put in some kind of viewer engagement system that also works similar to this. And that's not tied directly to like watching streams. We got the echo cast. That's cool. I like this because I could just do it myself. I'd open an email and it would say, put in this code for extra stuff. And I'd go clickety clackety clue. And it took me two seconds to do I don't know. I hope they do something cool to replace it with or some other kind of reward system. But I I liked it for what I used it for. So it's sad to see it gone. Indeed. I won't elaborate any more on it to, you know, so that way Matt doesn't get mad at me. But I'll say I wish it had stayed. I wish they were going to implement something else to go with it. But I understand. They've got their little hands and all sorts of pies and cakes. And they got to keep trucking and keep moving to make that profit, to make that money. And speaking of pies and cakes, you are the Segway set em up king. I don't think you even knew about this one, but our buddy Kyle Beasley, who I didn't, I, I realized the show followed him. I didn't realize who he was. I clicked on his picture and it went, hey, I'm like the senior user research man at Gearbox. And I went, my man, you're the man. But he tweeted out a picture and said, hey, it's the annual Gearbox Bake Off. And had a little picture of all the trays and all the cookies and the macaroons. The macaroons! And, and they, they were so themed good. around the four vault hunters. I went, oh my god, this is the greatest thing. Why can't we have this where we work, where everyone hates each other and is mean? Oh, that's why. Yeah, that's right. And, and they probably can't cook or bake, so... It's a double whammy of never going to happen. Cause I saw these little cookies and I saw uh-huh. these little, these little wonderful snidbits of tasty treats and I went, this looks like a candy shop. This looks like a little bakery. Mm-hmm. Some of them things look like they came straight out of, you know, sweet and treats and stuff. Uh-huh. I was like, dang, man, I want to be here where everybody's baking like pros. Whew. Well, cause they did that. They did like the hot wings challenge once. They did the, mm-hmm. uh- they did the hot wings challenge like twice now. Yeah. Did, on, did they track. do like chili cook-offs too? Yeah, they, do they all did. Kinds they've of done a chili cook-off. Yeah, 
Man, I gotta work a gearbox, dude. I gotta. Or we gotta yeah. find out when those things are, and they'll just be like, hey, we showed up on the day. It's your friends at third shift. Oh, golly, why do I have like a, a muffin tin and, and, a, and, a, and a chili spoon? I don't know. It's just, I just mm-hmm. carry it around randomly with me. Our previous place of employment did a chili cook off once. That's but true. I was fired right before it went off. Oh. <laughs> But you did get to participate in another one. Yeah, and you true. got you got second place, so come on. I did, I did. You're right. All right. <laughs> That's probably why you got fired. It's like we've got chili cook off. Mm, he ain't getting up near the top again. We ain't letting him be in the top three. This dude's crazy. He's got he's got no brain, he's got no sense. We can't have him up here winning things. Who even knows what he put in that chili? He's a crazy person. He is, he's insane. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> now I'm off track. Now I'm thinking about chili cookouts. <laughs> but hey, another thing that's insane, we got some insane deals and some insane giveaways, all centered around Borderlands 3 slash Gearbox type loot. I can start off with the GearboxLoot.com giveaway. It's running from now or a few days ago through, I think it's March 3rd. One of the prizes is a Borderlands 2 diamond loot chest the whole big edition with all the packs and all the things and the like the goliath mask and all that stuff i think I, they they now they numbered them one through three so i don't know if this is first prize to third prize or if it's just hey these are the three prizes we have so diamond loot chest for borderlands 2 you got a full set of the borderlands 3 ducks the little the lilith duck and all that stuff and then you got a borderlands 1 pandora map poster so if you're interested in any of that stuff go check out I think it was, well, go check out GearboxLoot.com. I'm sure you'll find it there. If you don't find it there, check out our our Twitter from about five, six days ago. I retweeted it. It'll say, hey, do you want to enter? It's got a little GIF or a movie with the, the prizes there. All you got to do is put in your email. It's super easy, super cool. And then if you want more super cool things, go to the 2K store because lots of Borderlands merchandise is up to 50% off there. And that includes the big Weta Workshop figures, which were like 149 I think a lot of them are down to eighty nine ninety nine. So that's that's right in that roll the dice price range. Mm-hmm. If you got a few extra bucks, hey, guys and gals, guess what? Your tax refunds are coming in. Why don't you use yeah. that and head on over there and spend it at the 2K store? Well, shoot, I can buy everything now. I totally forgot about that. Yeehaw. Exactly. Everybody's rich now. Everybody's pulling in that big bucks. <laughs> spend your money. Buy your toys. <laughs> But, I mean, seriously, that is some good stuff over there. Definitely check out the deals, especially. And, hey, speaking of money and good things, we told you last week about the the charity stream for the Australian Fire Relief. I think it was most of the donations were going to the Australian Red Cross. That charity stream between Borderlands and Skyrim, the little double stream they had going on. And they actually, actually, when I dropped in there, they had some cool, like, uh, they had some pretty cool incentives for donations where it was like, hey, if you put in this much, we have to ramp it up to insane difficulty for five minutes or, you know, you have to unequip your weapons and throw them in a pit. It was, it was fun, like screw over the streamer type stuff. They did raise just over $1,800 during that stream. So good amount of money to a good cause. Good job, guys. Indeed, indeed. Always helping out fellows around the world. It's nice to see that going on, especially as we just kind of discussed off air. I love these direct charities that's actually mm-hmm. helping something happening right now yep. that's affecting people as we go. That's really cool. It's nice to see everyone pitching together, doing what they can to do, you know, some nice things for people in need. 
And hey, as always, hey, the gaming community's coming together, throwing some cash towards something that means something. Mm-hmm. It's always good for our community when that happens. So right on. Good stuff for them. I appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. And hey, speaking of good stuff, we teased it earlier. We're talking about it now before we get into the hot regular news. The Broken Hearts Day event. It's over. It's gone. It's done with. Eric super hated the idea. Oh, he was Johnny on, Mr. Negative on. again. All over oh, the show, man, he was Mr. No. Negative. He was crying. He was saying it was poo-poo. Yeah, you're right, man. You know, I was pooping on it. And I'm going to stand halfway by it. So I only half poop. <laughs> all right? It's like a, I start to, but then I pinch it off, and then I run home. Okay? And then I do my own deed by myself. <laughs> now, Matt's laughing. Now the reason I'm, I'm laughing because there's an off-air poop story that I was going to try and tie it into, but it couldn't stay in the show because nobody would have gotten it. Exactly. So here, here's what I'm gonna say. I love, I, I really do love how they incorporated the hearts over the heads with all the different mm-hmm. effects. They had the poisons, the bursts, the buffs, the, uh, the of course the loot drops, mm-hmm. the skulls with the actually had like the loot one and then attack ones, etc. Yeah. All that was fantastic. I thought that mechanic was aces. I hope that they incorporate that and bring that back more often in all sorts of stuff, holidays. I don't care what it is. It really just changed the dynamic, made it way more fun. You're shooting the hearts, making sure you can get the extra damage on them, getting the extra loot, mm-hmm. pop things popping all over the place. I went, okay, I can understand this now. I'm totally on board with this. But I will stand by, I am disappointed, that there was no content. It was just Hey, there's hearts. Go shoot them. And, uh, bada bing, bada boom. That's over. I, I still really wanted to have that typical holiday season story and unique area for said story to take place. I, we're not owed anything, but I feel like that was the standard. That was what was, has been set up over the years as the go-to. That's how we roll. That's what we're doing. And to see it not happen this time around, I, I was just sad. Because this was great, and I love that mechanic, and I think they need to make sure they keep that coming around because they did a fantastic job with it. But I'm, I'm really hoping that maybe next year they up it, and on top of the hearts, they do actually add in a story or something to go for or something to go to. Because of course they had the tears, get how many hearts, and then Maurice would send you the, the little, you know, unlock the treasure chest to get the next piece. Which, I will say, the uh, the sniper rifle at the end there, wow. Chef's kiss. That thing, I hate sniper rifles. I don't use them. I, I, you said I the whole thing was going to be poo-poo. You didn't even want to get it. You should just trade listen. it to me. Just, just and I didn't want to get it because I hate sniper rifles. But I got this one, and I was like, well, I mean, I got it. Let me put it on and play with it a little bit. It's anointed. It's got all sorts of great stats. It's And this thing murders. You shoot something, it dies. And that's the way a sniper rifle is supposed to work. And it works just like a sniper rifle is supposed to work. I take a shot, boom, the bad guy explodes. There's no ands, ifs, buts, maybes, halfsies, it dies. And I go, yes, this is what a sniper rifle is. Fantastic. So I'm actually on board with it. I like it. And the boot, it's quick, it's snappy, it feels good. Shit. You know what? Don't give me that look, Matt, all right? Don't give me that look. <laughs> Well, see, I was going to be like, man, I agree with you 10,000%. And then you went down in the depths, and then you went a sidetrack tangent, and you were like, hey, sniper rifles are actually good. And I'm like, yeah, it's probably because you don't ever actually get any good sniper rifles and use them, because sniper rifles are always good. No, they're not. 
They're garbage, man. They're, 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 they're one shot, slow as hell. This thing's snappy. It's quick. You're taking shots like this over and over and over, killing everything it touches. It's fantastic. Well, don't I don't even me. use sniper rifles, so I haven't used it yet. So I haven't done that. I don't like Molly Wan stuff, so I didn't use the Molly Wan SMG. I didn't use that one either. <laughs> but I will say I really loved the I love the heart mechanic. Everything you said about that, that I agree with a thousand percent. Mm. It was fun. It was cool. It gave you something extra to look at. I love the way the loot hearts would kind of just fly and zib- zig- zig- zigzag away because I love chasing them down. Even you're, you're in the middle of a giant firefight and there goes one. Go. Boom. And they would always, 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 always explode with at least purples in them. It made uh-huh. me feel so good when I would shoot I would shoot my flacker at a, at a dumb enemy that was standing in front of my face, but then he would explode into like whites and blues or whatever, but then I would hear ping or shing, and I would go, oh man, them loot hearts, them hearts are the best, and just loot was everywhere. As soon as we were done with that circle of slaughter, it was just loot constantly everywhere, ridiculous amounts of loot all the time. I love the loot hearts. I love just all the explosions and extra effects. It's why I like playing Borderlands in co-op, because it was more stuff happening, more stuff flying around, more action, and not in a in a hard, difficult way. It was all good things for me. So I loved it. I, you know, I will say I do agree that I wish there was a whole nother level with some story content and all this other stuff, but hopefully down the pipe we'll get a nice balance of story-based holiday stuff and free little easy peasy holiday stuff and get a nice little little cycle going like i talked about last week uh-huh. have have a big one have a little one have a big one have a little one and just have them have more and more and more of them i really like the broken hearts event i haven't really checked out the rewards that much but it was nice and easy and fun and everything about it while i was playing the game i enjoyed it so boom can't go any can't go any better than that now here's what you here's your, I want your thought on this one because it's a hot topic. It's a little debate right now on the Reddit and whatnot. Is for the event as you stated, you got the Malawan SMG and then you got the sniper rifle. Nobody's really talking about the SMG, but the sniper rifle is like I said, it is really good, and a lot of people really want it. They like it. They want to have it on all their characters. But Gearbox stated this event's over. It's closed up. It's gone. Mm-hmm. You're that and that that. Sniper rifle is not going in the loot pool. It's yep. it's gone. I I love that. Yep. I personally think that's fantastic. It's great to have people wanting something real bad, and then of course no, you know waiting for the next year and hopefully another chance to maybe get it. Mm-hmm. Having that rare, rare loot, you know that 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 thing to chase and get after. I think that's a perfect thing for Borderlands. Mm-hmm. And something that Gearbox needs to keep doing and keep pursuing is these rare items that you can only get during certain events, certain times, etc. But I will say, like I said, there's a debate going on, on Reddit, and that's half the people are like, no, just put it in the freaking loot pile. We want that gun. It's a great gun. Let us go farm it somewhere and get it and enjoy it how we want to enjoy it. It's a PV game. You know, one player, I want to have what I want to have, do what I want to do, blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, there's the other half that are saying exactly what I said. And no, there needs to be these really cool objects you can only get. And if you have one, you're feeling really cool and special for that time when you got it. Da, 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 da. What do you think? Uh, I agree 10,000% with you and negative a million percent with Reddit. Because it's if, if you could farm for any kind of special gun, it becomes not special. It becomes mandatory. It becomes just what I, I was literally just watching the Borderlands stream 
you know, the Borderlands Twitch channel and the stream around there said, yeah, well, you know, someone asked, you know, what guns are you running with? And she said, well, I got two Cutsman's, I got this Maggie and I got this other one, but I really need to go and farm for a better Maggie. I need to farm for, I need to replace my two Cutsman's and get some better Cutsman's. If you don't have special guns that you can only get in a short window of time that are really, really good, they're just going to become boring things. I'm tired of hearing people say the words Cutsman and Maggie because you got to have Cutsman. You got to find a Maggie. Every single, every single video in the Borderlands Twitch says farming for a new Maggie, farming for a level 53 Cutsman. <laughs> I farmed for my new Cutsman, Matt. <laughs> Shut <laughs> I up, got man. Another, and We're I farmed for my, anymore. and I farmed for my new Helix, which I got as well. <laughs> got a really nice anointed one that feels real great. I'm just saying. I got on today for a minute to see if I can make that trophy pop I was telling you guys about earlier. And I was like, oh, let me just, let me see how my new anointed, beautiful, all just designed for me Helix does. And mm, it's magnificent. It does everything I need it to do. <sighs> yeah, you got to go farm. You got to go farm, man, for those wonderful anointed press roll guns. Do what oh, you got to do. Oh, boy. I better go kill that boss. It'll definitely drop it. And even when he drops it, I'll go, that's not the one. And then kill yeah, him again. And they go, that's again. not the one. And yeah. kill him again. That's not the one. I got a whole backpack full of Maggie's, I, but they're not I the one. I did about 23 runs of the boss I needed for my Helix the other day. So that's not bad. That's the, it was easy. It was easy. That, now, see, this is what kills me is because if you listen to other Borderlands shows, not that you would, but no. <laughs> the one time I did, they went, oh, man, that's what Borderlands is all about. Is you, you load in right before the boss, and you kill it, and you exit, and you load in again, and you just kill him. And you just do that 100,000 times. And I went, that's not the Borderlands for me, sir. I don't like doing that stuff. So I like I like small focused events, extreme specialty loot, things you can only get now and not again until the next yearly event. I love the idea. I get everyone loves farming for uh, it's it's not for me. I've said it a million times on the show. So I like keep it keep it special, keep it safe, keep it secret, keep it safe. That's a line from something. Keep it keep it secret, keep it safe. Yeah. Yeah. Gandalf told us that. There you go. That's it. Yep, he's the man. <laughs> if it's good enough for a wizard, it's good enough for me. <laughs> that's worse that's worse to live by right there, you know? Gosh bless. And you know what? Bounce it off. If it's good <laughs> If it's good for a wizard, it's good for me. The wizard, the magician himself, Randy Pitchford, has said, you need to stay tuned for PAX East, boys and girls, because it's going to be a shim-dinger, all right? There's going to be all sorts of crazy shenanigans going on, all sorts of updates. They've already told you we're going to get all sorts of cool news on the next DLC for Borderlands 3. They said a full reveal of it. So not just having the top details, just wham, bam, here you go, ma'ams. That's right. We're getting a full reveal of what's going on for Borderlands 3 in the next DLC. But uh, just today, as I was working, Randy Pitchford came out. A whole bunch of people came out and said, guess what else is going to be at PAX East? Eli Roth is set to direct the new Borderlands movie that's coming out. You know, we've already reported on it. We told you it's coming. Guess what? Mm -hmm. Eli Roth, the guy who did Death Wish, Cabin Fever, some other stuff. House with a clock in its walls. Yeah, mm-hmm. House with the clock in the walls. I don't know what that one is, but I do know I do know Cabin Fever, and that was great. I do know Hostel and Hostel Two, which were both fantastic, and I also, of course, know Death Wish because Bruce Willis is awesome, and I watch pretty much everything that has Bruce Willis in it. You watched Green Inferno too, right? He did that. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did Green Inferno, and that was like that was disgusting. Yeah, that was weird. 
So I've literally seen one movie of his. I was like, pull up his filmography, the films he directed. House of the Clock and its Walls is the only one. It was that Jack Black come kids on, movie. Jeez, oh, Pete's, <laughs> man. Now, I've seen several of this individual's movies, and they're all really good. Granted, he's a horror, generally a horror kind of uh, director, so mm-hmm. it's going to be a weird take on what's going on here. Uh, he did, like I said, jump into Death Wish, which is different, but... Well, see, I was going to say, you've got like a bunch of horror movies. That's a bunch of crazy people. That's a bunch of psychopaths. That's And uh, that fits that's, with psychos, yeah. That's really literally every character in Borderlands. <laughs> They're all murderers and and thieves and things. And even the Vault Hunters are bad people. I mean, that's a whole shtick, so... Exactly. It makes sense. It feels right. And then, of course, on top of that, they announced who uh, did the screenplay or whatever you want to call it. The I think it was the screenplay or the script. The screenplay? Anyway. Yeah, the script, whatever. It's uh, what Craig Mezen. I, d- I didn't catch the name, but I know it's the person who did Chernobyl, that latest HBO series. And everyone was buzzing about that. Everyone's been bu- everyone's been buzzing about that show and his work on it. So yeah, it's Craig Mezen, Mezen, whatever. You know me, I'm terrible at names, but that is it. Some form of that. Just letting you guys know, or gals know, that that individual's doing it. Chernobyl's apparently, like you said, a big hit. Mm-hmm. So there's big names behind this. There's a lot of potential here. But the reason I said all that was because Randy Pitchford said, you guys need to be tuning in to PAX East to get some more deets on what's going on with this movie. So what's that mean? Are we getting like a little trailer here? Or what you know? What what's happening? Are we, I'm 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 actually a little excited because I didn't think this movie. I thought this movie was like 10, 20 years if it ever even happened away. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. They're making a Borderlands movie. Okay, well we'll see how well that goes. All right. All right. Well, here I'll be Eric, and I'll be like, well, it's still gonna be ten or twenty years away because you don't announce the director like right before you announce a trailer. So I'm, I'm going to say that what we're going to see true. at PAX East, you're going to get him up on stage and be like, yeah, I'm super excited to be part of the Borderlands family. And then he'll be like, they'll be like, hey, what can we, what can you tease us with about the story? And they'll be like, well, huh, just going to follow an intrepid vault hunter named some kind of name and making their mark on Pandora and the universe. Catch it in theaters sometime. 2027. Exactly. That That's, that's going to be my take <laughs> on it. But let me dial it back to Eli Roth for just a second. I know he's All more right. of a horror director, but anything uh-huh. I've seen him in, he's a really energetic and and like zany type of dude plus also like pretty smart he reminds me of like quentin tarantino like mm-hmm. he always seems like high energy super into what he's doing so if he's got passion for borderlands i hope he can do something really cool with it whether he's known for crazy action or not I, i'm looking forward to seeing what his spin on it is but that's what i think we're gonna get out of pax east with the borderlands 3 movie news what about you i agree you said that I was honestly I I, I didn't have no idea what I expected out of the Borderlands you know movie stuff. I was like, well, well, maybe a teaser, but then you went, dude, they just announced the director and who mm. wrote. The, and I went, okay, yeah, no, duh, they're not gonna have that. So yes, I hundred percent think you're right. I think Eli's gonna be there. He's gonna come out with Randy. It's gonna be some weird exchange between the two, and then they're gonna talk a little bit about the show. And it's gonna be a good time. And Randy's definitely gonna have him there because I believe it was on the. What was it? The Hollywood Hollywood Reporter, maybe, or some some Hollywood press agency that uh-huh. Randy tweeted out a link of their story about Eli Roth getting be, getting to be the director. They said that 
there was someone else also, but then that Randy Pitchford was one of the executive producers on the movie. So he's mm-hmm. back in it. He's got the big interest in it. He's going to bring him on stage. That's why this movie continues to be made is if he's the, if he's the man and the money and the brains and the, and the push behind it, it's going to happen. It's, mm-hmm. it might not be within our lifetimes, but it's, it's going to happen. Damn it. Oh, well, with this kind of power behind it, I feel like this is legitimate. I feel yeah. like we're going to see, for better or worse, a Borderlands movie in the next five years or so. And I, and I hope for the better because, oh, yeah. look, Sonic just came out, did really well. Detective Pikachu hit, did really well. I feel like mm-hmm. the video game to movies is kind of on the upscale right now. It's, mm-hmm. it's moving up and they're actually starting to understand how to take a game and turn it into a movie and make it watchable. Because there's a huge difference from playable to watchable. Yeah. It wasn't hit right all the time, most of the time, to be honest. But I think they're starting to get the magic, and maybe this one's going to continue in that way. And I think with, uh, I mean, we mentioned it when the Borderlands 3, like the the pre-release trailers and stuff were coming out. There was so much personality and energy in those. I hope if they can at least translate some of that into whatever the movie becomes, they've got a good handle on it. Because obviously you can't be like, oh man, I found a shiny new gun, hoo hoo hoo, unless it's got some cool effect, but it still won't trans, the, the Borderlands experience itself won't translate, but the cool characters, the fun energy, and like the zany, like co-op moves you could see in that Borderlands 3, in those Borderlands 3 trailers and teasers, if you put that on the silver screen, people are going to love it. Because even just looking at those, I know none of that stuff's playable, but it gets me excited for those characters. I like Flack and I like Moe's because they're, doing this cool interaction you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i do indeed i'm looking forward to it man but here's the big question here here's mm-hmm. here's the episode question is that all we're seeing at pax east is there anything else we're getting to here well we know there's more because <gasps> they actually updated their panel description on the pax east website it's not, it doesn't just say, join us for sneak reveals of all of the Gearbox things and what we're going to be, and there's special surprises in store, hoobadoo. They actually said, like I said earlier, full reveal of DLC 2 in Borderlands 3, the, B- the Borderlands 3 roadmap for 2020, for the rest of 2020, it said, major free content additions that are coming. They also said awesome, awesome gifts for people in studio and watching at home, because you can watch it on Twitch, and we'll get into that in a second. And then they also said, hang on, what did I write down? Boom. A sneak peek at the Homeworld mobile game and the latest for Risk of, Risk of Rain 2. So that's approximately 10,000% more guaranteed reveals and content than we've gotten from any other panel announcement ever in the, in the past existence of Third Shift. So it there you is. go. So you think that's it? You think they've just laid it out for all to bear? That's what we're seeing. We're getting some Risk of Rain updates. We're getting, obviously, the movie stuff, the uh, the roadmap, which, you know, to be honest, the roadmap thing don't impress me that much because I think that's just going to be mostly a takedown and next DLC for summer of 2020. You know, that stuff's really kind of threadbare. doesn't really get me hyped up or anything. The talk of the town is that there's going to be another takedown in between the DLC that they're going to talk about and announce, and then now. From now mm. to the next actual DLC, which you're going to fully reveal, there's a big rumor going on that there's going to be another takedown in between there that they're going to go, hey, guess what? Go home today and 
boom, you're getting another takedown, going live, all that good stuff. What do you think? Mm. You think that's that's a probability or what? I'd say that's a strong possibility. I don't know about probability because I don't like putting my little pin in 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 the board just yet. But I would say that's that's a perfect plan. We've talked about how much last episode we talked mm-hmm. all about how much we love the takedowns and we want them to do more. I think since we said it on the podcast, it's going to happen because most of the stuff we say does get done and happen. So I feel like, I feel like it's a, it's an easy win. You, what have we gotten so far? We've gotten a holiday DLC. We've gotten a takedown and we've gotten a full DLC. What did we just get? A holiday event. What's next on that little schedule is a takedown. Takedown. Then another full DLC. It really makes sense, and it gives them time to announce, of course, the DLC, but push it for a couple months afterwards. But mm. in between, it give you a nice tank down to go to and keep you entertained and happy. And then, bada bing, bada boom, the big meat and potatoes. And of course, the the theory is that it's just gonna be another a different weapon manufacturer. So, like Malawan takedown, it'll be a a Jacobs takedown or a mm. Hyperion takedown, whatever. I don't know which one it'll be. That I'm. I gotta be honest, I hope they don't stick to the, the gun manufacturer theme. Mm-hmm. I kinda hope it just goes wherever they want it to go. Get inventive, be creative, go nuts. You know, the Malawan takedown made sense because of mm-hmm. course Malawan was a big factor here in Necrotophea. They were the only ones over there doing whatever they were doing. It, it fit the story. I don't want them to just kinda build something just generically for whatever reason. I guess Jacobs could be done. Seeing as how you go to Eden 6 and there's all sorts of swamplands and forgotten ships and things like that. Maybe maybe some kind of hillbillies found something in the woods and an old abandoned Jacob's ship and they're hoarding some kind of nuclear device and you got to go stop them because they're crazy and they want to take over. You know, that one would make sense maybe. But there's no way in heaven's all creation that you're going to tell me you're going to be able to create something for Hyperion and freaking all the others that, that fits in the storyline. Maybe. I don't know. But... I just kind of don't want it to just continue on a very uh, generic track. I hope they get creative with it. Yeah, I was I was thinking when you were talking about uh, manufacturer-related takedowns, I was like, well, what about just like enemy-related takedowns? Like, hey, look, we go into a leftover COV base. They don't know that everybody's dead yet. We got we to gotta dive in and go down the ranks of that. But then also that's, that's the same kind of issue because you had all Maliwan enemies – in the now first one, now you got COVs, and then, and then oh, we're going to have a beast one, and it'll be just circles of slaughter, but dungeons. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if it's a takedown, it can't be very. I mean, I would love it to be more story based. Because what was this one? Hey, we heard about a Maliwan black site. Let's go blow it up. There's there's prototype robots in there. Let's kill them, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So I'd like there to be more story to it, but you can't. You also can't have too much story. So I don't know. I'm gonna guess because that would, yeah, your DLC. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna guess that it'll be a oh, there's this undis- undisclosed. I'm gonna say it's a COV dungeon, big old COV enemies and all that stuff. That's gonna be my guess. I hope they find a way to vary it up or you know have a couple different enemy types because I mean you can do Maliwan, COV beasts and Iridians, but I I hope they find ways to integrate all of them into like. Because, you know, you're going through a COV base. Oh, here's where they were keeping all their skags. Here's where the spider ants dug in a secret hole and ate this whole floor of dudes up. I don't know. 
I agree with that. And I was just thinking while you were talking, I was like, well, you know, a way they could do it where there would be multiple enemies, multiple locations for a takedown would be to start to incorporate maybe some Tales from the Borderlands characters that have been really missing. But yeah. we've already heard news that they are indeed making Tales from Borderlands 2. It's official. Mm-hmm. It's being done. So at this point, I think I don't think that's going to happen. I think yeah. we're going to see what happens. What ha- I said, what happens? What had happened to all those characters during this through the next Tales of the Borderlands? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of out of the question. So I think you're right in general. They're probably going to end up sticking to a, a general theme with general bad guys. But I, I, like you, I hope that they at least incorporate others into it. Mm-hmm. So if you're on, uh, say you're on Eden Six. Or if you're on, you know what? They got to get some of the Athenas in there. They, they've yeah. done nothing oh, yeah. with that, that barrier mm-hmm. at all. You could get the the, the ratches, the you know the little cockroach things and all that going, as well as getting troopers, etc. Or, or for Athenas, you could have like an Iridian Awakening underground in like the secret chamber, but you got to burrow down in there. Go, mm. got to go through the Maliwan dudes on the surface level, bunch of ratches in the middle, in inside the tunnel, and then the Iridians in the temple, etc. There you go. And that'll give you a nice variety of characters to fight, some fun, still a cool story. Mm-hmm. You know, get invented. Just make sure it's not just one type of enemy, and I'm going to be happy. I really like the takedowns, especially since they incorporated the holes. You know, one player up to four. Mm-hmm. You can get through it just to you, so you don't have to do all four. But I also appreciate that they brought back the retro, so that if you have all your team and you want to go in hardcore and get the really big awesome best loot you can possibly get that's how you do it i love that i want that to stick around and i hope from the word go all the takedowns are one to four henceforth yeah i definitely agree with that one thing i do hope is that because like i told you i tried solo in that Maliwan takedown and woten's damage was just too much and there wasn't a way to get away from it really i hope they have more mechanics based bosses like we've always talked about for dungeons where it's oh man you got to get to the certain pads or shoot certain things around the room in a certain order or whatever to make it even you know i'm not saying make it super easy for people to solo but i'm a guy who never dies and i died on that hey what's the deal make it make it fun and engaging instead of just he does a lot of damage you better do a lot too or that's it you, you better know. do more damage than the boss does, otherwise he's going to wipe you before you wipe him. Exactly. End of the game. Yeah. I, I've i already said it before, and it's been agreed upon by some of the listeners of the show. Mm-hmm. I'm they're, they're on the right track. They're definitely, yeah. their bosses are starting to get more mechanics and things going for them. And I want to see that even go further to the point where, like you said, it's, hey, knock out these two turrets, go stand in this spot, it's going to generate a thing, then you jump over here, boom, mm-hmm. you put damage down, rinse, repeat, whatever, phase two hits, you do something different. I say make it like those uh, those division raids. Somebody's got to carry the battery all the way over through. Over to the charger, yeah. The okay. other's got to guard him while he's doing it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, someone's got to stand in the, uh, the Royal Aurora here, absorb the damage while the next guy runs over and grabs this, carries mm-hmm. it over here, drops the orb in, boom, holy thing, hits him. You know what I'm talking about. We've exactly. all played MMOs. We've all played those types of games. I want to see him go further down that route. And, of course, I know that's difficult, especially since they made it so one player can technically do it up to four. That really does put a damper on things for them and, and keeping it really cool and, and unique like that. Because if one player can do it, you can't have mechanics like that. Mm-hmm. Because if one player can do it, it has to just be, you know, shoot. Or, win. or you, or you could put one AI friendly in there, one AI NPC and 
Maya, or, well, it can't be Maya, but Ava's got to go run the thing over. But if you go down, she can run over and res you, but you've mm-hmm. got to stand in, you've got to stand on the switch to make the elevator go up for her. Something like that. Something plus, like that. Plus it would make soloing it bearable for a normal person like me. Mm-hmm. Because then you could have the heavy damage because you have somebody there to res you. So know. now you're talking Guild Wars, basically. Yeah, there and you so go. if you're at one player and they they have a mechanic that requires two or three, they just give you some AI members that'll go do the generic things while you do the main task, yeah, and handle business. Uh, it's a lot of work, Gearbox. Get on that. You know what? <laughs> you you figure it out. You do all the brain work and all the really hard stuff that makes that work while we just yap and make no sense and make it work. <laughs> and speaking of all that brain work, I'm going to make your brain work a little bit more, Eric. Oh, and I'm going to no. say. Before we even get into, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some conjecturing on the DLC. Before we even get into that, what else are we gonna see during this presentation? Because there's gonna be some kind of surprise you didn't see coming. What else is gonna be there? <sighs> you know, and that's that's the that's the little willy nilly, isn't it? Because everybody's been like, oh, I got all this NDA stuff. I want to show people what's been going on. And I'm like, well, is you, are you just talking about the DLC? Is there a whole new game you're working on? They're hiring like crazy over at Gearbox mm-hmm. right now. So obviously there's way more than just Borderlands they're working on. We have known that a brother, Brothers in Arm game has been, been worked on <laughs> for over three years. All right? Three years this game has been running. Three years they've been working on it. This ain't even a secret. This ain't a rumor. It's a fact. Where is it? What is going on? It's the only thing I can think of that would be showcased here, except for whatever Project 1v1, this whatever that is. You know, <laughs> I think it's one of those two. I think it's whatever this really quick fire 1v1 game they've been working on and messing with and throwing out there is, or it's a Brothers in Arm game. I just got super sad because I almost said to you, what if it's both? What if it's a super action jump around Brothers in Arms game? And I made myself really sad and I put my head in my hands. So I'm hoping no, not for that. They already said it wouldn't be that because Randy came on uh, some chat show or something a while back and was talking about how they've been going meticulously through gunfire sounds, this and that, mm. and really just going to town with that game Good. and making it right. So I don't think it's going to be some quick fire game, nothing crazy like that. I think you're safe. <laughs> Well, I, I will say I think those are the only Gearbox developed things we could hear about. Mm. Now, I'm going to go to the publishing arm a little bit and say, obviously, we're seeing the Homeworld mobile game that's been announced. we got to see new stuff for Homeworld 3. They had that crowdfunding thing. I know I, I know we're going to hear an update about that. Hey, we, we're just about to release the first set of the freebie content for you guys or, you know, however it was, like the first set of rewards that they always do. People are going to get some quick sneak peeks and another trailer or something. And I'm going to say, hey, it's time to see another thing for Godfall. Maybe even just like 20 more seconds extended on the back of the trailer. Something cool, maybe a maybe a super tutorial. Like, oh, hey, here's the character you're going to be. Here's the run-through. Oh, placeholder text is here. This is where the tutorials are going to be. I'm going to say, in super optimistic land, we're going to see some more Godfall. Something. Something, something. See, I, I don't think so. I really don't think we're going to see any more on Godfall until, like, late summertime. Because it's for, obviously, it's for PlayStation 5. And I, I think they're going to wait till PlayStation 5 finally comes out with what its price range is, what its power level is going to be. You know, all the, the, all the typical specs we've usually seen by now. 
I think it's not coming until that stuff's announced. You know, we're not even seeing 15 more seconds of a trailer? Come on now. I just don't think you're so, gonna, man. You're going to get like a, like a, oh, I'm here to revenge my father. And then the same trailer, different voiceover. They're going to no, they're gonna update that trailer. It's going to happen. Oh, my God. No, I don't want that to happen. Don't do that, Gearbox. <laughs> You've already shown the trailer. It was cool. It was fun. It was neat. It's still a long ways off. Don't do it. Don't do it. Unless you're going to show something completely new and actually maybe delve into like the loot system and how that's going to work and what that's your ideas for that that's are. That's too far. Yeah, that's but they're, exactly. They're not going to do that because it's too far away. There's no way. So I just don't see it coming. What I would like to see if you're talking about the publishing side is I want to mm. see them get on board. We talked about this before. Is with a whole new genre. I want mm. to see getting something Zelda-like or Metroidvania-like or just an adventure game. I mm. want to see them back something that's just in that whole realm that I've never seen Gearbox really go towards or mess with in general. No, nothing loot-based. No, you know, they already did Rescreen, which is super successful, super fun. Mm -hmm. I want to see them just go into a whole new realm that they've never really played with or touched on and see what they can, uh, you know, get up there and boost up that's really good and high quality. And I'd like them to develop themselves, to be honest. I've I've said this before. I really want to see them step out of their uh, typical wheelhouse and go go nuts. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case especially since they are doing the publishing stuff now. So maybe at least find somebody who is developing a really cool game that they don't typically make and get behind that and have a little spin, a little influence on that and see what they come up with. Yeah, I'd like to see him do some, like, it, it almost seems weird to have, like, different levels of indie, but, like, some, like, Devolver Digital stuff. Like, some uh-huh. stuff that's even, like, way out there or, like, edgy that you wouldn't expect, like, Gearbox to really be touching. I mean, they do shooters and brains explode and the guy says dick when you shoot him but like something like i don't know something weird like things like hotline miami or that carrion game something just you wouldn't expect to be seen at the at a gearbox panel show something weird and strange i don't know Mm -hmm. that's kind of what i'm hoping for something weird exotic something i've just never thought gearbox was gonna mess with Mm -hmm. that would be amazing that would be amazing now so now I don't know what this craft is next to me, but I'm saying we should get in a boat and go to a place and talk about what's what's going to be in the next DLC, Eric. Who's it going to be about? What's going to be happening? Put your little brain to work. Don't give me a sad eyes. Don't give me sad eyes. This is the most fun part of the show. We you said we were never returning to the island. You know what? Remember the last time we went to the island and we said we we're never coming back because we were going <laughs> to die. It was over. And you're telling me we gotta get in the boat and go again. But now there, now there are people like and the island. There are people with spears that attack us. Now there are people with spears pointed at our back, saying, "You need to get in that boat again." All right. oh, okay. Everybody better get in that boat. <laughs> you get in that boat. And you go to that island. <laughs> I don't care if you die. You go to that island. Oh, man. Correct. All right. Well, you know what? You know the ritual, man. We got. Oh, hang on. Matt, they're on the beach. You hear them? We ain't even moved a foot, and you hear them? They're waiting for us. There's a village. There's a sign that says, Welcome back, assholes. Oh, God. They're welcoming us. 
Oh, is that a pig? You smell the pig? I think we're gonna eat good. We're gonna eat like kings, Matt. We're not eating us. They're eating a pig. <laughs> it's glorious, Matt. Oh my god, we don't gotta worry. Hooray! It's okay. Let's go. Man, hey everybody, how you get? How you speak English here, everybody? Huh? Look, uh, they're lifted me up in a sedan chair oh like C-3PO in Return of the Jedi. I is think I'm their god now. <laughs> oh my god. This can't be good. It never ends well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we made it. We're here. However it ends, we've returned to Conjecture Island. Oh, it's probably the last time. I'm going to die. I'm going to be eating. I'm gonna sp- ah, pre, pre-roasted fingers. Let me smell them. It probably mm. go good with a nice, uh, nice. Get that root sauce out. Oh, and sorry, Eric. What was no, that you were saying? I'm sorry. Eric. Oh no, I don't know. You you said we were supposed to come out here and we were going to talk about the DLC and what's going to be about. <laughs> That's what you said, Matt. Well, we talking a great about plan. what humans That's taste great. like. <laughs> what what have you got? What have you got to say? Okay, well, here's the deal. I've watched some videos, and apparently there's already some spoilers and leaks out there for what the DLC is. Jack, God damn it. <laughs> I'm throwing stuff across the room. I don't even care. Lame. So, listen, get off my island. I don't, get I don't off. Gotta, I'm not going to conjecture at all. I'm just going to tell you what the second next DLC is. Who's <laughs> I'm surviving this island, suckers. Boo. Kill him. Kill so, him and cook him. The the rumor is that there's uh, something about the second stars, and it's about uh, you going somewhere to an asteroid, etc., and there's this cult there called the second stars, and there's some mysterious vault hunter who leads this group, and he's told them on Warped Them All to think that uh, everything that they think comes into existence. So they create their own money, they create their own food, they do all this through just thinking that they can do it and it becomes possible. Obviously it's a crock of crap and the asteroid you go to has a barman whom is the uh, the lead of this. He goes, oh my son, he, he got deep into this cult and it was crazy and unfortunate and I want you to save him. He's a moron. He has a bronze arm, blah, 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 blah. Go find him. So you zip off to this place where allegedly he went to and then a recruiter comes in and goes, oh, you want to be part of the second stars, huh? And you're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then you start going through all these different trials to be accepted, but the recruiter wants you to die. The Volt Hunter's trying to put impossible tasks in front of you so that you do die. But of course, you keep finding sneaky ways to succeed and get past it all. This is the DLC, everybody. That's what you're going to get. That's what's been leaked. There's already audio logs for all of it. The only thing that people are uncertain about is whether it is this DLC or maybe the next DLC. There's no certainty as to which DLC it is, but these are actual real audio logs that have already been leaked. There you go. Boom! Conjecture Island! You just killed the end of the show. I'm not even going to have any fun anymore. Okay, great. Cool. Neat. Sounds great. So if you guys think that sounds great, hit us up via email, info at thirdshift.me, and tweet at us at thirdshift.me, and find us on Facebook on Third Shift. I'm done. I don't care. You ruined it. I had a whole bit planned. I don't care anymore. Don't matter. I'm just done. Do the it's bit. Done. No. No, we got to rewind time. Do the bit. Because this it's might done. be absolutely it's, wrong. What's the done. bit? It's over. Don't matter. I don't f- care.
care. <laughs> I don't know if that's Goddamn real or leakers, not. leakers and it's audio just, logs. I, hey, it's, I it's it. just a ra- it's a random hacker from somewhere. Who knows if he's right, Matt? You know how many times they've been wrong? So many times. Yeah, get uh, that bit. What is going on? What does Matt think it might be? Because if Matt's just, right, doesn't even matter. Then you're a hero. You're a genius. No, you're a, a genius. It was a Matt special. It wouldn't. It wouldn't occur because it has my favorite character from all of Borderlands in it. It's not. Gonna and I want to see it. I want to hear it. What's it? What's it? Oh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Ah, uh, come well, on. I get me. I can't even. I can't even do it in a cool like setup way. That's just forget it. I'll get into it some other day. I don't know. No, come on. Don't be a baby. Come on. <laughs> Gotta bring Matt back. Gotta bring Matt back. Or you, you know what? I'll delete my entire response. Let me give you a whole new response, Danny. All the real stuff that's actually probably gonna happen. No, no, no. We it. can't we do go. this. That's, that's cheap. That's cheap. You cop ready? out. My great idea was gonna be. I was gonna lay it out all cool. Like, oh, there's rumors that since the two siren twins have gone, but they've been become resurrected. They're they're back. There's there's a lost signal from across the desert, and all, all the COVs flock into this new area, and they're starting up the new cult. And then people have seen Troy and Tyrene. They've been resurrected. They're there. They're they're going. And you got to fight through all the waves and the inner circles and you're going down into the giant stadium into the giant pit and when you get there you find the curtain opens and there's Troy and Tyrene propped up on sticks with little speakers in their mouths and it's shade running the whole damn thing hey oh guys my God, it's, me. Dude. it's shade that would be fantastic gosh bless and the boss fight is a button prompt you just run up and you slap him in the face he goes ah can I at least go join you on your ship? I'll stop this whole thing. Oh, no, but see, this on. is where you this is where you gotta go crazy, man, because you I like this idea. Alright, I'm digging this. Mm-hmm. But you don't make the boss fight some just stupid one button push. No, this is where you add in the mechanics we were talking about. This is where you go in, you push the button, he he dodges the slap hand. He goes, Ah, y'all thought you had me. Ha ha, we'll keep telling you a story. And then you gotta run over, and you got 15 seconds to push two buttons now that do the double slap. And if you don't get over there and push those two buttons, you miss, you lose. But if you hit the two buttons, he does a double deuce. Then he, all of a sudden it goes through a matrix sequence where he does like a slow-mo dodge. You know, he's like, <laughs> He's like, y'all didn't think I was practicing while I was gone? Ho ho, y'all crazy. And then you're like, oh my God. Now all of a sudden you got to stand in the beam of light while you do a whole X, Y, X square. You know, whatever those buttons on the PlayStation are. You know, whatever correlates. I don't know what the buttons are. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever the buttons are. You got to push them and you got to keep in sequence. Just like one of those dance, dance revolution type games. You're going to parappa the rapper here. Yeah, you got to parappa the rapper. And if you get it. You see what I'm saying? This is how this fight should go. It should be this really cool escalation of just fun little mechanics to beat Shade out and get him to stop being a moron. I like this. Or or you could have him be the raid boss for the actual boss of Tron. Like you have a traditional boss fight and then just like Grammatorg Flexington. He's the boss. You have to do the giant crazy rhythm combo to get his legendary, you know, his, his little... Uh, his, his little uh, straw yeah, rocket. Yeah, his little straw the, the rocket. Straw rocket. Mm-hmm, Whatever mm-hmm. it is. Man, that's a good idea. See, I like that. That's a lot of potential. And see, this is why I coax this out of you, Matt, because even if it isn't in the next DLC, we know folks at Gearbox pay attention to the podcast here and there. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's a million-dollar idea you just had, Matt. That's a million-dollar idea. You were just going to poop out your butt, and no one is ever going to hear <laughs> 
And now they did. And that's why. That's why you do it. That's why. Oh, such a good idea. It's way better than a barkeep and going and saving a man's bronze hand. Okay? <laughs> Telling you that right now. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> When you laid out traditional DLCs, I went, oh, man, come on. <laughs> but see, maybe then we'll know, because they may have snuck in a, a third shift Easter egg in the last DLC. So if this comes to pass, even if it just says, oh, man, look at this straw. Somebody says, look at that straw rocket. Then I'll know. Then we'll know mm-hmm. for sure. Which, of course, have we really ever mentioned, Rio, that there's rumor that third shift has a, an Easter egg? Okay. I feel like we might have mentioned don't, it, but I can't be a hundred percent sure. So I don't so know. So it was pointed us to about a, you know some listeners. Thank you, Steve. Mm-hmm. That uh, don't forget to spend mm-hmm. is a thing they do, and of course Moxie's heist, uh-huh. and of course you know our whole rigmarole. Don't forget to save. That's right. So hey, we're just gonna take it. Thank you, Gearbox. Yeah, I'm taking. Y'all it. are the best. We love you. You know we do. We've been covering you for years and years now, mm-hmm. for better or for worse. Here we are. Hanging out, having some fun with you. We're going to take it as a positive thing and that that's an Easter egg for us because it makes us feel good. It puts a little smile on the face. That's exactly <laughs> it. I remember playing it on stream and I heard it and I was so taken aback. So I was like, that's not what was what said. Huh. But that's pretty close to gimmick infringement, I think is what I said. And I went on my weary way and I was like, hmm. 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 But like you said, it makes me happy. It makes me smile. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel validated. I'm going to say that is a shout out to us. Thank you, Gearbox. We love you back. We do indeed. And we're on Conjecture Island in case you've forgotten. All right. <laughs> and of course, I, I came out with probably what's actually going to happen because you were on of Realism course, Rock. Why'd you take I was, I, Rock? Hey, here? I got caught on Realism Rock. You know what? I was not fooled by those fools on the beach co- roasting up that pig while you guys sucked away on that palaquin or whatever it's called. That's right. Gone away. All right. <laughs> I stuck around on that rock and was like, hang on. Here's, here's what I heard. Here's what's going on. Uh-huh. Now that you're gone and all those islanders, they're gone eating your body. I don't care. I'm going to, I'm going to hop on. All right. Here's what I'm hoping happens. Mm-hmm. I am hoping that we go to Athena's. All right. It's a super underutilized area, barely used. The monks are there. There's an entire storyline on how they've been raising sirens, doing all sorts of things. They understand a lot of ins and outs about what's going on. I want to see a deep dive into the siren mythology. All right, you know, you got some of it when you were going around getting the iridium slabs and figuring out how the sirens came to be, what their purpose was, how they transferred their powers, but the monks were a huge part of that, and and training them, raising them, teaching them the ideals, and of course, you saw Maya, you know, go, hey, screw you guys, I'm out of here, that kind of thing, but she ended up going back, and of course, you get to go see a little bit of it, but not a lot. It was, it was like, just a lick. I think a major DLC is going to be going back to Athena's, and you're going to be actually deep diving with the monks into some kind of really big problem they're having with, like you were, like we were, you know, talking about maybe with a takedown, mm-hmm. the temples, something's going wrong with that. Maybe the uh, the original siren, you know, that voice you always hear when she oh, was yeah, talking yeah. about how it was all created. She's going to need a message delivered or something's going to need to be said because of some deeper evil or something problem happening. And you're going to have to go in, clear the temples, clear the places, get through the, the, the rigmarole and find out what the hell she needs or is talking about to save the day, to, to get the next step. 
And that's what it's going to be all about. So you're going to be fighting ratchets. You're going to be fighting Malon troopers. You're going to be fighting. I think they're going to introduce a new enemy type with like corrupted monks, monks who've oh, been like burrowed go. down and they've gone insane or whatever it is. Or maybe they drank too much alcohol, which, you know, some of the monks, they love that alcohol. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You drink too much, you go crazy. You're going to get the monks. So a new enemy type with these monks going around doing all sorts of weird things, maybe stealing some kind of like weird siren powers, doing something funky with it. I was just going to say, you got to have siren powers happening to you to some mm-hmm. degree, whether if it's, you know, oh, they, they use this tech to, to make it sort of like a siren power because the lore is all there and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, like, or maybe like, there's some corrupted siren that's been twisted and, and, you know, made some way. And so mm-hmm. she's down there, he, whatever it is, because usually a she, but, you know, now with Troy mm-hmm. haven't been around, I don't know what's what's what anymore so whatever it is a corrupted siren maybe mm. with some kind of crazy powers happening i don't know but i think that would be fascinating having like some kind of weird i know we we fought you know troy and his sister obviously so you fought sirens before but i want to actually get a just a, a legitimate siren fight and not like some kind of weird boss monster thing going on i, I want the kind of stuff that you do as a siren in Borderlands 3. I want mm-hmm. like, you know, it's a big fight, so you got four, like three NPCs with you or something. She hits them with the phase grasp, and all, you know, all the big arms come up out of the ground. Or oh, she's got that like, would be so awesome. Or like, she's got like siren tentacles or something to make it super unique, but the same mm-hmm. kind of thing. So you could be like, oh, wow, this is the stuff I'm normally doing to hordes of helpless enemies that's happening to me. Oh, I'm frozen in place. Maybe you can like shoot the tentacle to get out faster or something. Or maybe you know, to even make- give her whole new abilities where, like, the bunch of monks are fighting for her. She's messed up their minds, and they're all coming around at you, and they're like uh, kamikazes. So mm. she has the ability to make them explode. So they're all, like, running at you, and if you don't shoot them in time, they're blowing up, exploding everywhere, doing all sorts of crazy crap. We've seen, you know, Lilith's all red, Miles all blue. Tyrene and Troy had their own colors. Maybe she can shift like her powers. So she's sending monks at you. Oh, he's got the green halo. That means he's uh-huh. gonna, he's gonna sap my health. Red halo, he's an exploder monk. Blue halo, he's a shield drainer. Something like that. So you can have all kinds of different abilities going on. Cause if she's uh-huh. like the, like the prime siren or the one who's been embedded in the lore and force fed with all the, energy from the planet of Athenus or something. Maybe uh-huh. she can access all kinds of different tiers of powers. There's possibilities everywhere with that. And I think that would be awesome. Mm. And then, of course, you cleanse her of the corruption or whatever, and then you get a little bit more of the lore behind what's going on and what's actually happening. Because as we discussed previously, the Moxie's heist was a complete tangent. It was mm. a side story just yeah. for fun. Had a great time. We think that we need a, a DLC that's meaty, that has some, you know, forward progression of the story. And this would be the perfect place to do it. You start learning about that core, that original siren or whatever, the storyteller siren, get mm-hmm. a little bit more of what's going on there. And I, obviously, if you defeat her, cleanse her, or whatever it is, you start to figure out more about why everything's going and what's happening and what's out there. And maybe she could even give you a hint of where, um, um, Lilith went, you know. I was just going to say, if you have like a prime siren or a resurrected siren, or you have monks gaining siren powers temporarily, you can learn about the flow of like siren energy. So when Lilith went and expended all this energy to stop the moon, maybe you can figure out how to bring that back or extract that to recreate her, something like that. It's where it's, it's moving the story forward, but it's not the story DLC. 
It's not like the mm-hmm. hugest giant chunk where you went to the moon and now she's back. And then the other DLCs are, ah, you enter a racing circuit and I don't know, you shoot lizards in this one. And see, here's, here's the deal because, you know, I told you guys what the rumor is and the audio logs have been released were, mm-hmm. but this is why I don't believe it because it's already been stated a hundred percent that, Hey, do you guys love Borderlands characters? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. Well, do you know, you guys know that some of those characters haven't been mentioned yet, right? You know, we haven't talked about them, got to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're going to want to stay tuned for the next DLC release. Mm-hmm. That was said. That's an actual yeah. thing that happened. So, like I told you, yeah, sure, they already released, you know, audio logs for this crap, but none of it was mentioned of any characters that we love or care about at all. This is all like weird tangent content. Mm-hmm. So I suspect, in all honesty here, that that one might be like the next DLC. Where it's just another tangent DLC for funds and having a good time. Mm-hmm. I think this one's a meat one. This one's got some taters on it. This one's got some characters you love, you know, you need to know about, some story behind it, all that. And this would make more sense in that regard than obviously going to some weird asteroid to get rid of some weird cult, da 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 da. So just saying, this is something that was said. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be fun. I think your idea would be even better though. Because who doesn't want shade? I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> one of the best ever, right? I mean, you can't get rid of him. And with him, you can get so much more involved. Oh, man. Be- well, Maybe Pickles because- came and worked for Shade, you know? Pickles was a kind of entrepreneur, you know? Maybe Shade's got him employed. And and technically, Shade knows, well, quite a few of the people from Tales from the Borderlands, but he knows literally everyone from Borderlands too. You could mm-hmm. have Krieg in there. You could have Gage in there. Even if they're just side characters giving you the missions, and it's like, man, something sounds weird about Tyreen's voice. I just can't place it, but it sounds so familiar. Oh, hey, a Borderlands Two character saying that. Gee whiz, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm down with it. Either of those ideas, I'd be down with. The rumor mills. Hey, that's what I heard. I wanted to get it incorporated somehow, so I did mm-hmm. it. But. I totally want one of us to be right for this one. Yeah. Because I feel like both ideas would be really fun and enjoyable. But I ain't going to lie, Matt. We need some shade in our life. You know what I'm I saying? Agree. We need we need some shade in our life. We, we really do. <laughs> That's why I drew him for that one. Uh, what, what was it? Arctober? <laughs> Whatever it was. Inktober last year. <laughs> Arctober, man. When I was drawing him, I was like, man, this guy's so cool. I miss him. And then I totally forgot about him until right now when mm-hmm. Conjecture Island came up. And I went, yeah, he's coming now, back. Right before we leave the island, I do want to state, we got to go back to Elvis. Well, we are going to. I, I mean, I, it's got to happen. Do you think that's going to be a DLC or are you thinking that's going to be legitimate next Borderlands? No, I think I think that's that final DLC because she stopped big, the moon. Big final one. If it's some kind of like extractor energy remaker, it's all got to happen there. Okay, I agree. I think that'll be like the uh, finale. She's getting over to Alpus, Janie Springs, Pickles, everybody else will be there. And because they always save the biggest DLC for last. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, traditionally based on well, yeah, based on both of them actually. Yeah, right? Dungeon Keep, yeah, mm. and then Claptraps, Claptraps. Voyage or whatever the hell it was called. I totally forgot about that one, honestly. I was trying Mm -hmm. to think of the Borderlands 1 DLC. But yeah, they saved the biggest, baddest, most like look into the past, everybody's coming back around type DLCs for the last one. So I think if you're going to the moon, if you're doing anything with Elpis or the people on it, that's got to be the last one. Hey, here's one last hurrah for all your moon people. 
or you know everybody from the story bring it all in they made the story mm-hmm. so much bigger on its own dlc 4 has just got to be enormous i agree and i think too if you if you go my route with the athena thing you got to bring back athena and make yeah. her a playable character again because she's so fucking awesome yep you gotta bleep it out danny sorry because she's so <laughs> awesome She's so unique, so cool. I love the whole Captain America vibe. Mm-hmm. And to make her just an NPC doing stuff again and never have her playable, I think that's just a, a, a cardinal sin. A cardinal sin can't be done. Well, see, something I think would be awesome for that fourth DLC is, you know, how the last missions of Borderlands 3, you're with Ava, you're with Atlas people, you were all, you were all rushing into the compound. Maybe that last run on Elpis, obviously there's got to be some big bad that you're trying to stop or some, you know, robot or something, whatever. Maybe you're all the Borderlands 2 family has come back together. All the NPCs that you have are all rushing in, even if it's just, you know, we're shooting but not really doing the damage or whatever. Make it be like a big, we're all coming together. We got to stop this big thing. We got to save Lilith. Make it epic. Make it make it feel epic by showing me that everyone's mm. there. Here's a giant war that's going on, or you know they've got to hold the doors on the outside while you fight the final boss, and just effects and explosions everywhere, siren artifacts going all over the place. Make it make that. Hey, I'm, that's that's DLC four. That's how that one's gonna end. I'm so in conjecture land <laughs> that I'm conjectured about. We're, three we're going all the way to the now. end. We're just going forward. Forward, forward, forward. And when you said that, I went, you know what? That sounds amazing. It sounds great. But you know what? Battleborn ended with a super epic ending. Mm. And I want to see, I want to see more of that. But will I? I don't know. DLC 4's Ed Boss is Rendane. <laughs> oh he came Rendane. across the stars. You got to close his Morelsi portal. We need help. We need help. That's what he comes for. Uh, hey, yeah. I got to save my bros over there. I told him I got some help. I came over here. We're taking some Volt Hunters back with us, and we're reclaiming the stars. Woo! Man, oh, man. That's that's why the Borderlands char- or the Battleborn characters have Borderlands skins, because they mm-hmm. glimpse through time. It was a time-warping, time-splitting space mm-hmm. Splitting oh, yeah. portal, and they went supernatural thing. Yeah. What's that cool psycho? Oh, make psycho mask. Cool, yeah. neat. What's that? Oh man, it looks Malon? like Lilith. Ooh, I don't ooh. know what that means. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all happening. It all makes to, sense. It's coming to fruition. Knitting mm. all those lore ties together. Can't wait, Randy Vernell. You're gonna do it. I have faith in you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but I think that's it. Unless you got that's anything it. else for no, conjecture land get off for the show. Island. We got to get out of here. It's bedtime. It's bedtime. <laughs> it is bedtime. <laughs> so if you got any good bedtime stories for us, email them to it now. So what do you guys think is happening at the PAX East show? Which we didn't even say. Hey, boom. I know. Uh, that's coming up on the 27th. Easter time. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up on the, oh my God, where are my show notes? But it's coming up on the 27th of February, 2.30 to 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. I don't care about any other time zones. You all can no. suck it. At the Borderlands Twitch, at the Gearbox Twitch, at the Gearbox Mixer, at the Gearbox YouTube. Go watch it live. If if you're gonna be there live, get an extra get get an extra goodie thing, whatever they hand out. Get an extra one and send it to us. Yeah, very much appreciated. Definitely. If you get some cool handouts, a mask, send it to third shift. If you get some extras, because we don't have a mask yet. And you know what? You want to see us playing some live on the fives or whatever? We put well, we put those masks on, mm-hmm. and maybe I'd play character the whole time. I wouldn't even be me. I'd be whatever the mask is. 
you know you want to hear that or see that. So definitely consider that. DM us over there at the old Twitter, and then I'll send you my address <laughs> so you can send me the dirty bomb or whatever it's going to actually send me because it won't be the mask. <laughs> 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 but if you don't want to send a dirty bomb, you just want to send an email or a, or, a, or a nice DM or a hey, you guys are great. Any kind of questions, concerns, feedback, anything you want to say to us, send it to us via email at info at thirdshift.me. Tweet at us at thirdshiftme and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed you can. You can also find us over there at the Patreon. You like what you hear, like what we're doing. Hey, as we always say, please consider heading over there throwing us a tip because that's right. We treat it just like a tip jar. We are here for you. You are here for us. Throw us a buck. Throw us two bucks. All the things. We appreciate it. Keeps us motivated. Guess what? We got to pay bills. Got Podbean's like, hey, if you don't give us that $100, we're not putting your podcast up and you can go suck it. Well, we got to pay the man. So there you go. Helps us pay the man and keep things coming to you. Otherwise, I've got to go donate blood, sacrifice children, goats, etc. to make this work. So anything and everything is very much appreciated. If you can't donate in monetary value, you can give us five-star ratings over there on the iTunes, thumbs-ups on all the things, uh, Twitch views, Twitch subscriptions, all that, mailbag questions, suggestions, anything you want, any kind of interactions, fantastic and positive, and we love it all. So thank you all who have in the past and currently do all that things or some of those things and continue doing so. Absolutely. And of course, this podcast drops every Friday. So we'll be back in your rear holes on the 28th of February for our very next episode, right after the PAX East thing. Oh, it's so we'll going to be, be so good. We'll be very excited or we'll be extremely sad. <laughs> I think excited, Matt. I think it's going to be exciting. I think there's going to be th- enough news in there to have some meat and taters and really just chew on that and enjoy it. Absolutely agree. So if you want to hear us chew on meat and taters, Check out that episode, which you can find on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, rating, review, comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. We do indeed appreciate it. And I'll just say the hot fixes came in this week, but there was nothing really big, so don't even worry about it. Have yourself a great night. Go check it out if you really want to hear or see about it. And with that... You know what, Matt? There's nothing else left to say tonight, except for. Don't yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't forget to say. Oh, God. Shut up and sit down.